Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. It is the three amigos. It is time to be entertained and laugh, like, subscribe, comment, say hi to the guys. Uh, they are amazing. They give us an hour each week together. It is really one of the highlights of my week. How you doing, Dion? Howdy. I'm doing great. Ready for round two. Awesome. And Matt, how are you? I'm ready for number two as well. Let's go. So guys, in episode number one, we talked about a depression. <laughs> I've had more comments in the last 24 hours that depression is either here or coming. It, it, annoyed, <clears throat> it annoyed me. I'm glad it clearly annoyed both of you. Uh, so we put that to bed. Now let's talk about what I do see coming. Uh, I don't think there's any question we will have a recession sometime in the next 12 to 18 months, possibly now. Mm-hmm. I want to go one step further. I don't think this is going to be that warm and fuzzy recession. I think this is going to be a smack you in the face, wake up, sharp drop on the bottom before we come out of it, uh, which I call a hard landing. And again, like the previous video, I will bring up a definition so we are all on the same page, but uh, we'll go reverse order. Uh, Matt, we'll go to you first this time. Oh, maybe not. We'll go to Dion first. Uh, if uh, if I was going to tell you we we're going to have a hard landing in a recession in the next year, would that shock you? Would you see that? Would you feel that? What, what do you think? No, actually, I don't. I don't see it being a soft landing when, in the last month, different um, government agencies are are hitting corporate America asking for uh, people not to get raises. When, when the government is asking companies to stop paying so much that that is contributing to inflation, it tells me that I think we're going to have a pretty hard landing. Like it's going to be a rough ride. Yeah. And how about you, Matt? If I told you a hard landing, a hard recession, you know, in sometime in the next 12 months is going to hit us, what would you say? I'm still sticking by my call. It's going to be Q4 this year, Q1 next year. I still okay. think that. I, I think yeah, it's right. going right. to be nasty. Right now, um, if I had to pick our three guesses, I think your, your horse is currently leading. I was fairly confident in mine, but I am no longer confident in Q2. If, if you want to know how I got there, I just really bet on super stupid. That's, and I was like, what's the, what's the dumbest things that they could possibly do? And that's how I ended up with my opinion. So, <laughs> so, so far, they're not disappointing you. Yeah, they're not disappointing. They consistently remain stupid. Listen, <laughs> if you for one second think that Powell didn't say 0.75 to a bunch of people before that was released, you're not that bright. Yeah, he clearly sent a whisper smokescreen text. 1,000%, 1,000%. That's the only reason that the market wasn't down another thousand bucks when he, a thousand points when he did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and, and, and Mike, real quick, that's why I hate the stock market. Oh, I totally agree. Because it didn't affect my house or my rents one bit. Yeah. And that was a complete inside game. Yeah, and if you were on the wrong way when that whisper came, yeah, you got crushed. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, I don't play. But okay, so same deal. Let's bring up the definition so we are again, once again, on the same page. So it's probably obvious to you two. Uh, they stole the hard landing concept from um, airline, air, you know, flights and landings. Is that that was that obvious to you two? Hard landing, soft landing. Yes. Yeah, I would think so. As yeah. a guy who hates flying. Yeah. 
Hard landings. All landing. Yeah. Well, I guess landings are okay, but I hate hard landings. You can always tell <clears throat> an Air Force pilot because they just slam it into the ground. Yeah. So hard landing refers to the market economic slowdown and downturn following a period of rapid growth. Hello, folks. What do you think the last two year was? The term hard landing comes from aviation, where it refers to the kind of high speed landing that will not actually not actually crash. It is a source of stress as well as potential damage and injury. I yes. love this metaphor so far. The metaphor is used for high flying economies that run into sudden and sharp check on their growth such as monetary policy, hello, intervention meant to curb inflation, hello, e econom e economies experience a hard landing, often slip into stagnant period or even recession. That is what I think is coming. I think the Fed is clearly raising rates. They have only just started. We are seeing, dude, the housing market crashing transactions. Yeah. Builders crashing new builds down 17 all things we've called all things greg dickerson called on monday especially about new builds uh the lending market is drying up which is a big source of capital right we got six trillion dollars last year we're not going to get this this year in refis so the, a big sucking sound is liquidity coming out and that is going to damage the economy it's going to be like running into a brick wall and we are going to have a hard landing it's going to be it's going to be very very scary especially if you've only been doing this 10 years, this hard landing is going to suck. Uh, and all I got to do is tell you to buckle up. Yep. What do you got, Matt? Yeah. I mean, I've talked, I talked to an agent this week that last year sold 23 homes this year sold two so far. There we go. That didn't totally expected it. I talked to uh, one of my bankers in the last four weeks, zero applications on the commercial loan side. There you go. Zero, not one, not two, not for her as just a rep, but multiple reps on that team, zero. This is what happens. We've explained this a hundred times. And while I said a month ago or six weeks ago, it's happening faster. That's yes. true. Yes. But it's still faster through the same process. We're not skipping steps. Yes. We're just not. It's prices are already high higher rates as the rates continue to grind higher activity goes lower people start posting their properties because they're like now's probably the time to get out you're late and then we start to see price reductions from wish pricing then they'll eventually get down to a price where it's still appreciation over what something actually sold for 30 or 60 or 90 days ago and it's actually a much higher payment because now they're closing at six or six and a half instead of four and a half and what we'll continue to see is that same progress. And then I think we, we're at 16.6 now. I think we probably end the year at maybe 10, 11, maybe 12. But we give back some of those appreciation points. Oh, sure. I think we give back some of those. And that means that next year we start fresh, but we start fresh on a downward trend. That's why I believe that correction starts next year when right. we talk about true True house decline values. Yeah, so I want to I want to go those numbers. I understand them, but I don't think a first time listener would get them right. Yeah, good. The last Case Shiller report, I think it had us at nineteen three or whatever it was. And again, that was for March. So talk about almost useless data. Yeah, it's useless data. Yeah. yeah what what you're basically saying is it's going to go nineteen, eighteen, seventeen, sixteen, fifteen, just whatever the yeah. downtrend is. So I believe we'll end December. I believe the December number will be like four. Oh, really? You think we're yeah. going to give that that much? Yeah, I think it'll be like 4%. But again, okay. it's still positive. 
It's not a it crash. Is, it's still it not fifty percent. Sure, it is. But you think we're going to give back 13, 14 I think it's dude. I think we're going to be flat for four or five years. It's just not enough transactions. Yeah. No, I agree. I just think so. I, that's what I, I. So I do see that happening. I think we. I think we still probably stay close to double digits this year. Really? Okay. But I think. Yeah, I think so. But I think that that's what then ends up happening. Is it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy where we kind of like, okay, we got through the year, and then it's January, and then it's like. I can tell you how many houses sell in with three feet of snow on the ground, even anywhere near market value. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're selling in New Hampshire in January, <laughs> let's say you're a motivated seller. Yeah. It's the same thing as trying to find a tenant in January. Yeah, There's only two types you're getting. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So what, what, good. Yeah. What about you, Dion? What do you, what do you think? Hard landing coming? I mean, you got, again, a nonprofit, you run a business, your cost of capital borrow, you know, you're trying to hire people wages. What do you think? Hard landing or? Nah. So Matt made his call by 2023 getting the recession mm -hmm. based on stupidity. Like I, I, what's the stupidest thing they could do? Here's, here's the assumption. I made my call of Q1, Q2 this year based on greed. Mm. I think the incumbents want all of the trauma to happen as early in the year as possible. So mm -hmm. we can either be in a partial bounce or showing some kind of recovery so that come Q3, they could say, if you want the real recovery that we're on now to continue, you uh, need to keep us in office doing this policy. So whatever levers they can pull as early as possible in the year, we were trying to get the trauma out of the way. Hmm. That's my assumption, um, uneducated politician person. Um, <laughs> I don't think that that's wrong. I just think they're ineffectual. And so I don't think that they could make it happen that fast. Yeah, if they can't make so it good, they can't make it bad. But right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they can make it bad. <laughs> there's plenty there's yeah. plenty of things you can do to make it bad yeah, yeah so again i think um i think we are in for kind of a combination 08.com era which probably means something to matt and i we experienced both yeah, beyond both, yeah, sure. um you've kind of were around for both so let me talk about what's going on what do i mean by that first and foremost i really do think we might see it at least a 50% drop peak to trough in the stock market. I think today yeah. we're 20, 25, whatever it is. So a lot more pain ahead. Uh, we're also going to see a lot of companies go poof, either get bought or go to zero. We're already seeing that in crypto as it should, NFTs. Mm -hmm. But what this really means is we are going to have a lot of investors who for two years thought they were Warren Buffett or worse, better than Warren Buffett. That's right wake up and realize they're not. Some of those people will never invest again. Some of them will be like Mike Zuber, who thought he was better than Warren Buffett, then he wasn't. Then he said, hey, what can I learn? What is real? What can I touch? And a lot of people who were in real estate and got spanked, I don't know what the percentage, 30%, 60%, some of them are going to come to real estate and realize a hard asset is good. Fixed debt is good. Inflation is good. So we might actually see more people looking at real estate in two years than we are today, which is interesting to think about. So that's the dot-com thing. Now, the, the Great Recession or 08. Again, we don't have the same debt structure. Those people looking for a 75% crash are just wrong on so many levels. However, I believe we are going to see less transactions than we saw last time because last time foreclosures and short sales were processed. We actually had 4.4 million sales or I should say transactions during 09 and 10, 11, there's no chance we would have 
if we didn't have foreclosures and short sales. Right. I think we could see a 50% decline, at least a 50% decline peak to trough in existing home sales. And that did not happen in the 08 no. crash. <clears throat> this, this now 300 point rise in the 30 year mortgage has only been eclipsed once in 1981. We have now seen the payment on the average 400K home up 50%. We have horrible demand destruction. We have horrible supply destruction as all these people are stuck. So the housing market is broken. I think it's broken for two or three years. Mm -hmm. But again, you make money. You build wealth in a recession, in a bear market. If you want to be a stock person, get to work. Go find great companies who make real things and have real profits and get ready to go shopping. If you want to do real estate, do the work now because 90 days, 180 days, it is going to be amazing. If you are a real estate investor and you could do two or three transactions, let me close with this. Whatever your second deal is, make sure it is better than the first. Do this is almost like dollar cost averaging. You have no idea how long <laughs> and deep this can go. So make sure deal two is better than one. Deal three is better than two. And let's just go. What do you guys think of all that, Matt? Um, I think I'm really close to getting my Lamborghini. I'm I like gonna start, I'm going to start visiting New York City a lot more often because there's going to be a lot of those for sale. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, this is, we, we saw it in the comments, you and I know from the, you know, working in tech, RSUs and options and massive bonuses and poof, God. five, six, seven, like I feel legitimately, I feel bad for those employees yeah. because they're watching millions of dollars evaporate. On paper, they were millionaires. And now they're going to be hundred thousand heirs if they're lucky. <clears throat> and I think that there's a lot of, I, I think the other thing that I, I made a comment joking around with one of my other tech buddies, I said, there's going to be a lot of dead unicorns on the side of the road. Oh yeah. I'm right? already seeing them. I, I live in the heart of the Valley and yeah. And unicorns, um, right? Unicorns. Oh. There's, oh. there's one company that was valued at 5 billion. They're looking to hope, hope to raise at a down round of 1 billion. That's an 80% whack. Yeah. Because their yeah. only option is do that or go to zero. Yeah. Real quickly, for those who don't know what a unicorn is, it's basically a company that has all of the right tech, people, staffing, like the market Story. forces. Yes. Like they are primed and ready. They have, it's like a five tool baseball player. They have every single tool that there is. And there is no way that this company is unsuccessful. Well, guess what? When funding dries up and money goes poof in the night, unicorns die. Hopefully, Bryn doesn't watch this video. There you go. That's right. Unicorns <laughs> never die, Brandon. It's okay. They go to they go somewhere else. Don't listen to Daddy. Dion, what do you think of my rant? Uh, three quick points to make. The first one, a couple of times today, you've referred to me as the guy with the nonprofit and the CDL school, and I just want to start the process of changing the tense on that too. Oh, sorry. Soon it will be. Used to have a nonprofit, oh. used to have a W 2 job, used to run a work. I, I ain't changing tents until it's done, man. I, I am getting no, this. Like that, no, the time no frame was here. three years. It's looking more like tomorrow to three years now. So, <laughs> so that's the first point. Sorry. Second thing is you referenced I, I, I wasn't investing, but I was around for dot com and 08 crash. Here was it. Here's how it looked from my perspective dot com crash happens early, early 2000s, right? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, <laughs> man, I'm so glad I don't have money. Everybody with money lost it all. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that was the first one. That was that guy. Yeah. And you guys both had experienced that. So that the second one was 08. 
I was a police officer and got laid off. So then I thought all those people with money somehow did something that took my job away. So the third thing I want to talk about is how I fixed that. I did something super slow and super boring. It's not flashy. The, the investors, so there are millions of investors who a few of them have thought they're better than Warren Buffett or thought they were Warren Buffett for the last 10 years. And now they're going to learn, you know, who's, who's wearing clothes when the tide goes out. We hear about the few who were successful. The millionaire Dogecoin investor who is now a $200,000 Dogecoin investor. We, we hear about the one-offs. We don't hear about the millions who lost it all. We don't hear about the millions of mom and pop investors who got to four rental properties and never have to work again in their life and don't care if a recession or depression happens. Mm -hmm. they've, they've stacked the cash, they've got the reserves, they've diversified their income. That's boring. And that's what I did after lo losing another job in 2008 because of things that I couldn't control. So that's why I'm hoping people are starting to come more to this kind of content, watching the three of us and doing something that's boring. Yeah. Again, house hacking, cheat code to wealth, uh, dollar, you know, recycling capital, income snowball. You can make work optional in 10 years. Uh, you could be a high school dropout. You can come to this uh, with 90,000 in debt, some kids getting laid off. You can do this. You can do it after losing 80% of your stack. It's, it's all possible. It's not, it's not sexy. doesn't look good on Instagram, but uh, it's worth the journey. So uh, Dion, where can people find you? Right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom. I do my live streams on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, and they last as long as the questions do. And Matt, how about you? Lumberjack Landlord YouTube and Instagram and 11.30 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday mornings. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Ciao.